Welcome to Consciously Uncurated. I'm Leslie. And I'm Michelle. And we are excited to invite you into our beautiful, messy lives. This will be a space to talk about the real stuff and hopefully leave you with some practical takeaways. Think of it as rent-a-best-friend for when you need us. We will talk, share, and laugh together. We hope this podcast can be a place to give women permission to be human, to feel, and to lean in. To catch our latest episodes, follow and subscribe. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Les. How are you today? I'm so excited. I have two of my favorite people that I get to talk with today. I'm feeling the same. Yeah, so exciting. Today's going to be an awesome episode, just so you all know. We have a very special guest, and Lass, I will let you introduce and kind of lead the way here. Yeah, I am honored to, of course, welcome my favorite person in the world, my brother, mm-hmm. Kelly Smith, who is going to join us today and share a little bit about his experience with Michelle, because they got to have a good solid six some odd hours together as Kel did a closet edit. Full on closet edit. Yeah. Uh, well, a Michelle edit. Oh, yeah. It was not just clothes. It was a soul edit. Yeah. So Kel, can you say hi to our listeners? Well, hello, everybody. Hi, honey. <laughs> <laughs> you want to introduce um, him? Give him yeah, a Yeah, I just would love for everyone just to get a sort of a feel of Kel and his experience in the industry. Kel has been a prominent Canadian designer for over 30 years, Kel. Yes, correct. And you have been a professor at Ryerson Polytechnical and designed for one of Canada's top fashion houses and worked with all kinds of music artists and celebrities and TV celebrities and actors, all kinds of things. So you have seen the gamut of women. Indeed, I have. Indeed, I have. Mm -hmm. And so you've dressed and sat in change rooms and done runway shows and heard all of the positive (laughs) self-talk and negative self-talk that women do as they're getting dressed and putting clothes on. Right. Yes. Um, We thought it was really important to just share this experience with our listeners and see how that went down for you. So tell us, Michelle, how was being alone in a closet (laughs) with one of the top fashion icons of all (laughs) times? At least ours. Oh, mine for sure. (laughs) Kelly was kind enough to offer his services. Kelly, I don't know if you recall, but I literally tried to bypass the invitation a few times. Yes, three times. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that part. Truth comes out. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, the fact that someone coming into my space was extremely overwhelming, like such a private space. And then the second part is the embarrassment of the essential hoarding, I think, that was happening in my closet. And then the third part was the the fear of actually getting out of my own way, if I could actually do that. What do you mean by getting out of your own way? Well, because for so long, I have used clothes as a hiding mechanism. I've known this for a long time, but having you come in, Kel, was like the ding ding of my realization. Right. So Kelly, tell us what you saw. Because you know, Michelle, we spent lots of time with her. You've seen her, you guys go for coffee and do those things. And when you see her dress, and then when you went into her closet, what did you notice? Well, let's start off by saying the day started off by me saying, let's have breakfast. Yeah. And so, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. So I went over to Michelle's place. I think she thought it was breakfast, but I actually, the full intent was not even breakfast. Right. I texted you that morning and said, ah, let's just, you know, let's just come over for coffee, have some breakfast and we'll just, that will be the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't that I wasn't even there for coffee or breakfast. I was there (laughs) just to start. So what made Um, you think that you wanted to do that, Kel? 
You know, it's that saying, sometimes when you everything is in your head, it just becomes a mess. And when you get it out, it's just something or less that you actually have to carry with you. I think that has everything as well to do with clothes. I mean, clothes are our armor, there are security blankets, there are our own you know, psyches and psychologies. But I think with Michelle, I just noticed that she covers herself up a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was her little superpower. And there's nothing wrong with covering yourself up. You know, in some of our talks, when we would talk and it's, there would be those little subtle things that she'd drop, even though it wasn't anything big. It's just, oh, okay. Right. And what I noticed then, I was curious, actually more curious than anything else because I had never actually seen her room or her closet. So I was dying to see what is this person like? Didn't I just go into your room and your closet? And I'm like, hey, Michelle, where are you? Yeah. I'm, like, I'm in your closet. You're like, what? <laughs> Right. I thought you were just, you know, looking around. Exactly. All of a sudden you're in my closet, literally in my closet. So here we go. Yeah. (laughs) I saw, how do I put it? Because I call it the Armageddon method. (laughs) And the only reason why I call it that is because for some reason people hold on to things. And when I ask people what value that these things have for them, there isn't a definitive answer or even an answer at all. Right. I'm not sure. But I can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it. And it's, well, why can't you get rid of it? I don't know, but I just can't get rid of it. So it's that mentality. I call that the Armageddon mentality because you're holding out for something that you just don't know is coming. Right. When I go through, there's so many great things. Those things are on the bottom. Those things are in the back. Those things were hidden. Mm-hmm. It's all this stuff that I assumed made you feel okay, not better, right. but okay. And those things were at the front. And I'm like, oh my gosh. You know what it was? It was, what is it? The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the the closet. Yeah. As soon as you open the closet, it's just that. But then there's just like this whole world behind it. But the thing is, it's getting through to the world. Yes. This is the thing that you taught me very early. And yes, I understand to our listeners the privilege of having a fashion designer as a Mm -hmm. brother. Those of you who know me know my wardrobe is gorgeous spectacular yes because i have had your clothes clothing me for so many years but something that you taught me very early was i would get those really expensive clothes that i felt absolutely glamorous in but i was afraid to wear them and you said to me so you think that they're more valuable hanging in your closet than on your person and that blew my mind for a second just because it's expensive doesn't mean i don't deserve to wear it even to safeway or teaching seven-year-olds. They have no value hanging in my closet. Right. And so all your beautiful things were at the bottom. You kept pulling out the mediocre things and were like, meh, I'm just going to wear it. And I did that because I'm covering myself. So it's not just covering my body, which I've been bigger, smaller, in the middle, right? For me, that's my own issue. But it was also beyond that. It wasn't just covering my body. It was just trying to feel invisible. I was mimicking what I was feeling inside, to be quite honest. Your closet was mimicking what was happening in your head. Right. Absolutely. The chaos. The chaos. Overwhelmed. Absolutely. And so when I would go buy something, I think, okay, because I really wanted to, because I see how lovely and how well put together you look. I think as women, that's what we see. We are looking at other women. Yes. 
But what other women are forgetting is that I was taught right. to learn how to do right. that. Yeah. Kelly would never let me have sweatpants because he knew that I would wear them. Right. And so rather than the sweatpants, I could wear a really cute pair of jeans that I actually felt good in. Mm-hmm. And it is the same effort for me to slide on those cute jeans as it was for me to put on a sweatpants. Absolutely. It didn't change my morning at all. And when the sweatpants weren't there, I used zero brain capacity to decide whether I chose the jeans or the sweatpants. Mm-hmm. I just put on the jeans. Right. When you have those insecurities, which I do, I am now aware. Let's just put that, Kelly, you really changed my perspective. But when you have those insecurities within yourself, which I think a lot of women do, and probably some men too, I'm not going to write that. I think a lot of people. People have insecurities. Humans. Yeah, we as humans. Yeah, so I hid. I was trying to hide my insecurities so that the outside world maybe wouldn't notice, right? How did that change then? (laughs) What did you do? Okay, Cal, take over. I'll let you kind of give how it went. Before I actually got started, I know a lot about Michelle, but I didn't really know a lot about younger Michelle. So I asked... Michelle, was what was your childhood like? Were you, tell me a little more about you, the younger version. And then you told me about ballet. Yeah. You told me about the stories. And the only reason why I was intrigued by that is because I've done work for the National Ballet of Canada. Right. So I've worked with the dancers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay. And then we just kind of unpackaged a little thing just because of my curiosity, not because I was going like, you know, psychologist or anything. So you were working intensely with those dancers. dancers. bodies. <laughs> and so as a dancer, I'm sure you experienced how important your actual body physique is. That's it though. They're very aware of their bodies, Yeah. which I know that that's just a natural component of being a dancer. But when you were telling me the things that you had to do to prep. As you got older, you developed and your body does change. So you had to adapt to those changes. And then after a while, you just couldn't adapt to it any longer. Right. So back in the day, because I had a little bit of curve, which isn't typical of a ballerina, I taped my boobs. (laughs) Like that was normal. So it's the hiding again. It's the, this is what you got, but you got to hide it. So I had that growing up from little. I I was a dancer from very little to young adult. People have baggage. People have stuff. We don't want to come across like, ah, just go in your closet and throw out some clothes and you're going to feel better. No, I don't think that's it. Good point. Because I've done that many times. I was very lucky, Kelly, to have you actually come in and pretty much force your way in there. (laughs) Yeah. Without giving me a out. To that point is this idea that you were trying to do that, fill the void yeah. by mm-hmm. buying more, buying more, buying more. Right. And so then all of a sudden your closet, how many pairs of jeans, Michelle, did you have? <laughs> okay. Like let's let's just say <laughs> let's just say Over, okay. When we were editing down, I was going through all of the things that Michelle had. What I noticed, though, is that the things that she was buying repeatedly were the exact same thing. Yeah. So it wasn't making anything better. It was just keeping it all the same. So when we went through her jeans, we picked a series of things that actually made her happy. There was a wide leg. Mm -hmm. There was a straight leg or a boot cut. And then there was a skinny. We looked at everything that she had, every single pair of pants for the wide legs. We found three variations, whether they be in color or whether they be in texture. And then we did the same thing for all the others. So by the time we were finished, she had three of each. So nine pairs in total of different types of denim. Once we had done that, we had what, four stacks? Yeah. Of, I don't want to say 10 because that's probably exaggerating, 
Well, maybe about at least seven. If you look at that, like Michelle, yeah. you had over 30 pairs of jeans. It was time. Right. Let me just say the skinny jean, right? Yeah. When you put those skinny jeans, I was like, nope, not doing it. Right. I'm, Before putting them on, you wouldn't even put them I'm on. like, I don't, that's not going to happen. I'm like, Kelly, you don't understand. And you're like, just, just try them on. And let me just side note here, Kelly, you made me feel so safe. And that is, I think, a huge factor, whether you can have a fashion designer in your closet or your best friend. Let's just say that. And I think we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I put the jeans on. I put the skinny jeans on. You gave me a, just a cute little tank top that I had in my closet. And then you gave me a, a little sweater to go over. Anyway, when I put those skinny jeans on, I could not believe what I was seeing in the mirror. What I preconceived going into putting those skinnies on and then when seeing what I was seeing back in the mirror was mind-blowing. I looked good. So that's the thing. Every time you said no, and I asked you to just put it on just to humor me, notice that every time I did that, I would put on some something that was a little bit more fitted on top. And then I would ask you, what do you see in the mirror? Yeah. And sometimes you would say, I see that. And I'm like, how is that the first thing of all the things that are happening in that mirror right now? How is fat the first thing you see? Right. And Kel, you have dressed women because celebrities, all humans come in different shapes and sizes and you didn't dress just models. No, you are top Canadian musicians. You dress different shapes and sizes. So would you see that that complex comes in what size range? That complex comes in every size range from extra, extra small Double to, zero. To, to size 22. Damn it, we're messed up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, some of the most beautiful women that you see in magazines, whether it's Hello or Vogue, when these women go into fittings... They were never just a mannequin. It's a, a series of bullet points of things they don't like. This is my best side. Don't do this. Don't accentuate this. I don't like this. Make this smaller. Right. It's not just a designer making a beautiful dress. You're literally making a costume for somebody to feel good about themselves. That's the key. So in, in the end of the day, it's the person not wearing the dress. It's the dress wearing the person. And so, yeah. That's so the flaws are not negatives. They're a reward. It's you. They should be a reward because there's no flaw, really. It's just, it's your body. One of the most amazing things is I've addressed somebody who was a size 22. She came in and she was humiliated. She was in tears. And I was like, you have no reason to feel this way. You're in a safe space. Let's just make you feel beautiful. Because if you feel beautiful, you will be beautiful because you are beautiful already. Right. Over the course of two weeks, we constructed a dress. And when I say constructed, there's it's not like science. We just made a simple, beautiful dress accentuating the curves that she had. And when she put it on, she's like, I don't necessarily feel different in size. I just feel different inside. I feel really beautiful. Oh, yeah. Mm. I get that. That's what happened in my closet. And the crazy thing is, is that when she was on the red carpet, everyone's like, you look so beautiful. And she's like, I feel like a star. I feel like I'm radiating from inside out. Mm -hmm. And that's what everyone was saying. And the thing is, is... It doesn't matter your size. It, it doesn't matter from the people outside your mind. You are what you are. You you have what you have. And everything is great. Everything is beautiful. Let's just make it look great. And to while you make gorgeous clothing, yes, that beauty that that person was feeling 
wasn't about the dress. And I want to go back to what Michelle said about that. It's not that the clothes will do something magical inside. Yeah. But when you put them on and you have somebody who loves you say to you, you are beautiful. Stop looking at the flaws. Mm -hmm. Then you can walk onto that red carpet and go, damn it, I am beautiful. Or walk into the shopping center or walk into your dentist. Or walk into your closet. Have that feeling. I'm still learning. I will say I really wish we took pictures of all the outfits that were working because it was overwhelming, right? We were there for six hours. Hours, people. Let me just re, you know, let me just say that again. The guidance of some of the rules that you mentioned, and I don't say rules in a negative way. So summarize for us just a few things that women can think about when they're pairing items together. Yeah, you mentioned a little bit with the big jeans, big top. So can you give me some of those rules that you if you remember giving me in my closet? Sure, absolutely. When we went through your closet, we were talking about, first of all, a lot of people's closets have a plethora of things. Not everything is the same. You bought something for some reason at a certain time because it did something for you. Mm-hmm. When we went through your closet, we picked out things that were different. So everything that was in your closet was an option. You like wide-legged jeans. Right. And which is great. But you also always paired things back to a bigger top. And then on top of that bigger top, you do some sort of luminous sweater. Right. Chunky sweater. Right. And so you just had all of this fabric, this little tiny body holding up all of this fabric. Literally the abominable snowman. Like I'm visualizing this right now. Right. But it, don't, don't, okay. <laughs> the thing is, is, I mean, there are times when you can do that. Yeah. You know, if you're going to wear a wide legged pair of pants, then you wear a skinny top. You've got to show proportions of your body. If you're showing large on top of large on top of large, I look large. Look large. I think women do this too. They buy a size up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Two sizes <laughs> up. Sometimes. The only thing is, is if you're, if you wear like a wide legged pair of pants, a skinnier or more fitted top, then you can wear a bigger cardigan because at least you see shade. So for example, so we did wide pants, more fitted top, and then we did like a looser cardigan, like but longer. Yeah. yeah. But then when we went to the bootcut pant, which still had a bit of width down at the calf, but it showed a little bit of thigh. Yeah. So then we calling that kind of a little bit more mid-range. Then you could wear maybe a little bit of a longer top. It doesn't have to be fitted. Right. It could be fitted. But you could get away with a wider top because there's still some shape around the hips. You could see a waist. Yeah. Right. So it still gave you shape. And then we went skinny. If you do skinny, you can wear that larger silhouette on top. You've got shape there already in your legs. Mm-hmm. Right. The whole idea is at some point in time, somewhere on your body, we have to see your body. Right. If it's a wide-legged pair of pants, but it's a fitted top, we see that there's, you know, there's a body underneath that. Yeah. Right. If there's a skinnier pair of jeans, at least we see it in your leg. Right. If it's a boot cut or a straight leg, at least it's the silhouette of your hips and your waist. Yes. Right. So it's just not all about fabric and shape on shape on shape. Then you also mentioned, if you remember, to add some zhuzh somewhere. Uh, and it doesn't rule. be crazy, but can you, do you remember the- yeah. When I talk to people or when I style or when I, I design a collection or when I dress people, you've always got to have something matte and something textural and something shine in everything you do. Whether the shine be in a sparkle top, sparkle sweater, a nice piece of jewelry, whatever. Right. Matte can be um, a, a jacket. You know, it could be a pair of pants. Texture can be in a, a knit or a scarf. 
You know what I mean? Yes. Just adding something. And when I say shine can doesn't have to be like metallic. Right. Shine can be or emotional. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. But it can also be something as simple as a beautiful magenta or fuchsia or green or blue or but color. Something not muted, but something that pops and special. And because a lot of my clothes, well, I think a lot of my clothes were kind of monochromatic feeling, which again was part of that. I'm trying to hide, right? Not to stand out too much. But then you said, well, just get an orange belt. Yeah. And it was like, oh my gosh, it doesn't have to be like I'm glowing down the street and you can see me from the, you know, an airplane. Like the full fuchsia pants. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to go that severe. <laughs> you, you can. It looks amazing. Yeah. It does. You're not ready for that not quite yet start with the little bit of fuchsia or the orange belt or the pink shoe right which yeah the importance of having a good shoe that you really feel confident in mm-hmm. for me i have my leopard print flat yeah you've good shoes and i will wear that with a yoga pant and a long sweater i will wear that with a flare bottom jean i will that wear that with the skinny cuffed jean yeah and for whatever reason, as opposed to throwing on my Vans, I'll just, if I'm feeling kind of iffy on one day and I just throw on that shoe and then maybe a great pair of earrings with my cozy outfit, chunky yeah. sweater, I just feel a little bit better. Yeah. And I, I think the whole point is it's not just the clothing. It absolutely helps having guidance and some of these rules are extremely important. I am aware of it now every time I go into my closet. Again, it's not just a light switch that's going to flick. Oh, I now all of a sudden feel this but it's going to help contribute to your confidence if you struggle with that and the other thing too michelle i think for you is that i noticed this too because kel has always challenged me to purge regularly mm-hmm. so i do this every single year if i haven't worn it in the year if it's not something that i regularly go to i get rid of it yeah even if i did love it if i'm not wearing it and it's taking up space and i am not going back to it i get rid of it and the thing that we often do is we fill our closets with so much that when we go to dress, it's overwhelming. Yeah, which it was. There's so much stuff in there that that's where the confusion and the frustration comes in. And then we just grab the familiar and the comfy. Right. As opposed to being able to look into my closet and see all of the things I really enjoy wearing Mm -hmm. and pull those out and not be afraid to wear it more than once. I have about eight or 10 outfits that I feel great in and I wear them all the time. And I'm okay with that. Nobody's said anything about it. I don't know. (laughs) I do wash them regularly. You don't smell or anything. So great. Yeah. The thing is, though, is the whole idea that I think people find a little daunting is the idea of, well, styling. And, you know, how do I put myself together? And it's not, it isn't complicated. It shouldn't be complicated. What makes you feel good? Mm -hmm. Start there, start there. Let's start there. And then also the things in your closet, like in your life, the things that you have in your closet have purpose or should have purpose. Yeah. Do they do something to you? Do they warm your heart? Do they bring you a memory? Clothes aren't just stuff. Right. They shouldn't be. And that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. You changed that perspective for me. Do you love this? It has to be. You know what? That's kind of a thing that I do for my life now. It's like, do I love this? And if I love it, it's obviously, but I have to like it a lot. Not just medium like, but I have to like it a lot. Anything above that stays. Anything else does not. And I do this when I'm shopping now. Mm-hmm. it's really easy to just see the cutest thing. Um, you know, you're walking through the mall and everybody's wearing the same 
right now cute sweater vests yeah and want to run out and buy a cute sweater vest so you see the cute sweater vest that's on sale you haven't tried it on you don't know you don't even sure if you like the color but that's the thing that you <sighs> in style right now so you buy that thing as opposed to holding up the garment and saying, do I love this mm. unique? Do I already have something like it in my closet? Right. And am I going to feel great wearing this? And can I afford it? And buy it. that has weaned out all kinds of garbage in my closet because actually it's probably a very, very small percentage of time that I actually end up putting it in my cart as opposed to putting it back on the shelf right, or back on the hanger. Yeah. That yeah. is now my new, how I shop since doing this. I'm aware Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Kel, would you say that there are some items that all women, just those timeless items that would be helpful to have in all women's closet? Absolutely. And they are? It doesn't matter what shape or size you are, but it's really great if you can have two to three pairs of jeans, great pairs of jeans that you love in your closet. And hopefully, however many they are, that they're different they're not exactly the same. That's one. Two, a great jacket, like a blazer. It can be simple. It can be just a simple black blazer. Black, that's perfect. And then a dress shirt. And I love it when it's a men's dress shirt, but it can also be a women's dress shirt. Something that makes you feel good and comfortable. And let me just say that dress shirt, the men's dress shirt can make you feel really sexy. (laughs) You can can wear it different ways, right? Because in the summer, it can be a little shirt jacket. Totally. In the winter, it can just be like this wonderful shape that you can put over jeans. You can tuck it in. You can leave it untucked. Put it under a sweater. You get the collar. Like it's yummy. Tie it at the waist. Tie, yeah. Or yeah, wear it as a tunic, just yeah. as a shawl kind of over a yeah. cute little tank top. Yummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you do things like t-shirts, <laughs> if you have t-shirts, have a black, a white, and a gray. And not sized 5,000. No. No, you don't. <laughs> Just a- that's that's not a t-shirt. You, that's that's an, an a fashion item. But I'm talking like just basic things that will take you from now for another like five to ten years. Yeah. Right. I have t-shirts and I could never wear them because I felt so yucky in them. And then you said, Well, what they're you- huge. They're too what big. You- yeah. Also think about jewelry. Like when you wear t-shirts, what about the necklines? Like some are scoop necklines, some are v-neck necklines, some are crew necklines. Also think about when you buy those things, those underpinnings. What if you want to wear a necklace? Well, maybe get a v-neck. You maybe have different options of t-shirts. Maybe a couple v's, a couple scoops, a couple crew necks. That way you can wear a white t-shirt. Like for me, I have three white t-shirts. I have a crew neck, a v-neck, and then it's just more of... um like a wider neck, like almost like a California neck. And I can wear those t-shirts back to back, but it never looks like I'm wearing the same white t-shirt. Right. Yeah. Right. That's the whole idea of mixing and matching. You can just your jeans and the different color t-shirts, and then it's a unique scarf or change your earrings, change your shoe from a band to a flat. Yeah. Or an Ugg and a... You don't need to spend a fortune to look and feel good with basics. Yeah. And just having those key items that you love and will go to all the time and feel good in and default to, and you still feel good when you leave the house yeah. and then start enhancing those items. Right. Yeah. Those outfits together with the accessories. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Kelly, I will just say, as we wrap this up, that I am eternally grateful for you literally coming in to purge my soul. <laughs> 
it was it was really life changing for me. As hard as it is, and the process of being aware has been amazing for my psyche. And I'm sure other women think, okay, well, how do I? How am I supposed to get a top fashion designer in my closet? It doesn't have to be. I mean, if you're lucky enough, Kelly, I'm sure you would. I do this, yes. Yeah, right. I hire, hire, yeah. Um, but if those, if you can't, then what, Leslie, what do you, what, what would you do if you can't have a brother or a Kelly in your life who can come and literally purge your, your life? I hope that you all have a really great girlfriend who loves you and thinks that you're beautiful and make the time to come into your closet and do this with you. Mm-hmm. And I would say, go to Starbucks, grab yourself some coffee or some tequila, <laughs> a glass a of bottle shine, a couple bottles of wine, <laughs> have fun with it. Yeah. Send the kids away, send the spouse away, go into your closet with your close dear friend and start this. And it's self-care. Let me just say, this is part of your self-care. So get your girlfriend in your closet with you and someone you trust who will tell you the truth with kindness. Yes. And I don't want to make this sound like it's a superficial thing either. Right. Just because you're dressing or need to feel beautiful that your clothes are what are going to fill that hole for you. It is not about that. I really think that my clothes are the mirror of what's happening inside it. Right. It's not my need to look put together mm-hmm. or do any of those things. If I'm happy inside, my clothing is reflecting that happiness, yeah. that playfulness, that funkiness, all of those things. Right. And that's what I'm hoping for you. And from this experience that was the start of that. Mm-hmm. So honestly, everyone, it, it's scary. It's it's overwhelming, but it's so necessary for your own self-care. Mm-hmm. Can I just say one thing? Yes. You know, when people go in and do this, if even if you don't have whoever you have doing helping you, at the end of the day, it's all about making you feel good. There's no shame in any of this type of scenario, right? It just feels good from the inside. It what makes you take you and yourself out every day yes. into the world to conquer whatever you got to conquer. It just It's kindness and it's not hard. Don't make clothes difficult. They're not supposed to be difficult. If it's difficult, then it's not right for you. That's not the right piece for you. Yeah. And it's simple that if you don't have somebody to come into your closet, then grab a green garbage bag when you have a couple of minutes, kids are watching TV or doing homework or napping. And do one drawer. Yeah. One section. Just grab the garbage bag and just start. Do I love this? Does it make me feel good? Do I have a million of these things? And just start throwing some things in some the bag, drive those over to Valley Village. And now I'm excited. Yeah. I have a whole store full of clothes in my room that I am so lucky to donate now. Or do a clothing swap. Oh, that's fun too. Have your have a Christmas party, have a few Abbeys, go to Costco, get some baking. Open a bottle of wine, have your girlfriends over, and before you take that stuff to Valley Village, let your friends go through your stuff. Actually, you know what? There's also, in every city in this country, there are also organizations where women who are just trying to get back on their feet after whatever circumstances, they need love. They need clothes. They need any type of encouragement. And that's what I do. Anything that I get from people, I donate to those type of charities. Yes, I forgot about this. Kel, there are organizations making changes in Calgary. All of your clothes can go to Making Changes and that organization clothes women who are coming out of our most vulnerable situations in Calgary and getting them back on their feet for employment. And they dress them or you can donate 
jewelry, hats, shoes, clothes, and mm-hmm. those women will prepare their new start clients new, yeah. as they are starting out their lives coming out of some risky situations. That's a great point. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. That makes me feel good knowing that the things that I did love at once or, you know, being able to share that. Mm. Well, Kel, wow. thanks for joining us today. You were awesome. Possum. Yeah. Thanks, as usual, thank you for helping me and for hopefully, I'm sure, helping a lot of others listening today. Yeah. Oh, it was a pleasure. We love you. And thanks, listeners, for joining us today. We will catch you on the flip side. Peace out. Thanks for making time to be with us. This was Life Consciously Uncurated. We hope that our stories give you the permission to live a life that you want to live just as you are. Until next time.